Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello there. You are listening to Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim, where we're reviewing Vivo, plus covering off all the latest movie and trailer news. I'm Tim Ifland, movie buff. And I'm Lee Livingstone, entertainment journalist. And we love to talk all things movies. And today we're talking Vivo on Netflix. So Vivo is an animated musical adventure from Sony Pictures Animation that follows a kinkajou, also known as a rainforest honey bear, for those playing at home, who spends his days playing music to the crowds with his beloved owner, Andres. When tragedy strikes, though, Vivo goes on an adventure to deliver an important message with the help of the colourful tween, Gabby. Vivo is directed by Oscar nominee Kirk D'Amico, who directed The Croods, with a story by Chiara Alegria Hudes, who did In the Heights with Lin-Manuel Miranda, and Peter Basokini. The film features all new songs by Lin-Manuel Miranda and stars, of course, Lin-Manuel Miranda in the title role of Vivo, Juan de Marcos, Gloria Estefan, and newcomer Yi Narrily Simo. Right, Tim, what did you think of Vivo? Let's start with the story. 
Yeah, I, I loved it. But first, can you just indulge me before we mm. go into this? You know I really love this sort of stuff and I've talked about it a bit on the pod before, but I really love films who use old versions of their logos. Uh, mm. And in the case, the Columbia logo opens up with a combination of their 60s and 90s versions before transitioning into animation. And mm. I just love that. And I think that helps set up what the filmmakers were going to visually uh, do here which we'll talk about later. But, yeah, I just had to throw that in mm. there. I love it. Wanted to call it out. All the ingredients are here, aren't they, for a really sweet kids' film. You've got the cute animals, mm. sad moment that kicks off the adventure, although it doesn't really process it too deeply or properly, and I did have an issue with that. Mm. You've got the odd couple working out their differences, a colourful musical journey. It's a tried and tested formula. Yeah, and told through this very colourful way and, you know, t- using Lin-Manuel Miranda's music, which we'll mm. get to. But for me, it, it's a story of long lost love, isn't it? Yeah. And being presented a second chance and deciding to take it. You know, it's a universal yet often scary ideal about second chances mm. that we can all relate to. But at the heart of this film, it becomes about what it means to honour a friend's wishes if they cannot fulfil them as well, which mm. is a really beautiful layer to this to this story. Yeah, that's an interesting layer that you took from it. I definitely agree with you. Love is the ultimate message of the movie, but it's all the different versions of love, isn't it? It's unrequited love. Mm. It's learning to love yourself. It's losing love. It's music as a symbol of love. And even Vivo says they are on a mission for love when they go off on their adventure. Yeah, that's really beautiful. And I think it's also, there's a line that Vivo says that resonated with me deeply. And he said, what difference can one song make? Yeah. It's a really powerful line. You know, we're talking about one life here, one experience, one second chance, but then how that can then create ripples that alter the perceptions and lives of others and their experiences around them. And that's the journey that Vivo Mm -hmm. goes on here. Uh, this journey of love and all its incarnations. Can we go back to, I guess we can't really spoil anything, but Mm. do you think there's enough emotional depth to this film? Let's keep in mind that it is a kid's film. Okay. So you can't go too deep, but when you get a film like Up or Coco or Soul, you know, Mm. all Disney films obviously, completely different kettle of fish, but you have those layers and it explores those themes a little differently. I I felt that was Mm. missing from Vivo. Yes, and I guess that's something that Pixar do so beautifully. They do not shy away from the emotion and the challenge of emotion and tackling it head on. Mm. And all those films that you listed just so beautifully deep dive into that like human complex. With Vivo, I do agree that it didn't kind of delve too deep into what at one moment was a deeply unexpected emotional turn that actually had me in tears, Mm. but then that was it. Like we didn't really delve on that any further. I think that was a a lost layer here, although how much fun and beautiful the message was, it didn't get too deep. Yeah, The story does slow in the middle. It starts off strong and then the second act maybe lacks focus and the side characters that you get introduced, like, you know, there's Girl Scouts, the mean girls yeah. who, who don't accept Gabby the way <laughs> she is and then the Spoonbills who are falling in love. They, they aren't integrated well enough, I think, to be of much use. Mm. They are subplots, sub-characters that come and go that just add a layer of fantasticalness to this animated mm. film but don't add a great deal of depth, which I think is what you're saying. Yeah. There was um, another theme that stood out for me 
And it was around change and going outside your comfort zone to experience new things Mm. or at least allow you to see the world differently. And I Mm. think that's Vivo's experience as well as Gabby's because they both give each other the different perspective Mm. and a new lease on life, how to to look through a different uh, life lens, if you will. And I think we need that kind of hope in the world. Like we're all locked down right now. I think just at its core, it's just a beautiful message about embracing change and how it can affect you and you know I, I that just resonated with me how, how did that message sit with you yeah I agree with you I think in terms of Vivo particularly you know we got the sense that he's a nervous little character maybe that's part of mm. the animal charm you know but he didn't want to step outside of his comfort zone but he did it for the love of a friend yes but that wasn't really explored either I don't think like the story moved along at a decent enough pace, except for the middle, which I think slowed down quite a bit. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, those, the messages are there. I think the messages are there, but whether they're clearly communicated or not is another story. It's unmistakable, though, that it is an adventure film. Yeah. Uh, and I wasn't expecting that. And I did kind of go on this really fantastic ride. The scope of the adventure was big. But I guess the underlying take on this is that it, the emotional core was kind of lacking a little bit of depth there. But it was certainly mm. a lot of fun. Yeah. Nonetheless. And what's great is Lin-Manuel Miranda is a champion of diverse stories. You know, he's the leader at yes. the moment of this and and using his voice to invite everyone into a more inclusive world. And that's lovely. I just love his sound, don't mm. you? It's so distinctive. We've been so blessed this year, first with In the Heights, which we loved. Our review yeah. is available now. You can check out our chats with some of the cast and director on our YouTube channel. His style of music is so uplifting and life-affirming. You know, let's throw a few more buzzwords in there. Infectious and vibrant. How do you think his style of music translated into the animation context? I love Miranda's approach to music overall. Like, just absolutely love it. Can't get enough. But maybe I wondered, is it a little too linguistically complicated for a children's movie, Mm. right? You're Mm. nodding along. But, I mean, just try to keep up with Hamilton. I couldn't. I needed to watch it a couple of times to be able to get all the nuances in the um, lyrics. Yes. But is the music catchy enough that that doesn't matter in this instance? Uh, Yes and no. First, I've seen Hamilton three times, twice, you know, uh, as a stage musical and then Mm. once on Disney+. And yes, you need those multiple viewings to take everything in because it just moves at this rapid fire Mm. pace and there's such nuance into into the lyrics. I agree with you here. Although, yes, it's fun and catchy and the the melodies are just amazing. You're tapping your feet. But it was almost straight out of the gate that I thought it was a little ambitious for that style of music to be in this context of a Mm. kid's film. The opening number, I think, was just – it was trying to establish this context set in this plaza of Havana, Mm. Cuba – and I could barely keep up with what Vivo was saying, let alone kids. And it's setting up story points. You know, it's it's being used partially as exposition. So you need to be mm. able to follow it. And I'm not sure kids would. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. But second viewing, you get a lot more out yeah. of it. But again, like kids might have just gone over their heads a little bit. And I have to say, not every song is a winner in this one. Gabby's mm. My Own Drum is the standout with its, you know, beats and tween rap. It's like a mini Nicki Minaj. But it did begin to grate on me in its, like, cacophony of sounds and um, auto-tune that kind of bordered on screeching. But that's completely Mm. my personal preference. In terms of technicality, it's it's a great song. It's catchy, it works, and it's the standout of the film. 
Yeah, an incredible work from Yunarali Simo and able mm. to deliver such a demanding song lyrically and the pace yeah. and everything. But I agree, it, it's not really my preferred style of music. It was a really fun visual song, I mm. think, how they translated the lyrics to, you know, the style of animation. However, then their choice to use it as the credit song as well. I thought, God, yeah. you could have picked any other song to revisit from this film and it kind of like I just wanted to turn it off then. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't think I can take that again. You hit the nail on the head there. That's when it started to get me when it was on the credits and I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Not, <laughs> Enough now. Not a good choice, I don't think. Speaking of you narrowly, her performance as Gabby was fantastic. She has a bright future ahead yeah. of her. This is her first feature performance. Um, she's only 13 years old. Goodness. Yeah, we're going to see more of her, I think. Gabby was just so fun and funky, like even mm-hmm. simply through her character design, her purple hair, what a distinctive look. Yeah. And, you know, it was. I just had so much fun getting to know Gabby and her attitude and, you know, how optimistic she was, her yearn for adventure, mm. but also true friendship, which she found in Bevo. On the surface, though, optimistic on the surface and bright on the surface. But I think that's armour, isn't it? It's a defensive mechanism. Definitely. And that's something that we can relate to. It's like, you know, how we dress or look or position ourselves is often an armour. Mm. And you hope that when you mature and get older that it's a choice rather than a deflective use to have those sorts of quirks yeah. about you. They're not they're not there as defence mechanisms. They're there to say, this is who I am, take it or leave it. Yeah. Um, and Gabby was discovering that in this film, which is great to see. We can't talk about the voice performances without calling out Gloria Estefan, mm. whom I love. She plays the superstar diva Marta, who left Cuba to become an international sensation. And I just loved hearing her voice. It's so iconic, isn't it? It really is iconic. And Lin-Manuel Miranda was like so stoked to be working with Gloria Estefan and he just loves her work. So, yeah, you could really feel that labour of love in what he gave her to sing and, and her character. It was just really great to see because she doesn't do a great deal these days. So it's pretty special that she's showing up in, in this film, right? Love her. I want to just quickly talk about Vivo, who's voiced by Lin-Manuel Miranda. I loved the creative choice in how, you know, we as the audience could understand him, but the humans in the film couldn't. And I right. thought it was a really clever and discerning choice of like editing that helped realise make that really clear. Like he sounded like a honey bear to the humans, but to us he was speaking English. And I thought that was a really fun way of his character to play out in this movie. Mm. It's good fun. Yeah, it's like music is his inner monologue. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Let's talk about the animation style. Sony Animation is really kicking goals at the moment. We've got the Mitchells versus the Machines, which came out recently. Mm. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which was extremely successful. And then also they've got Hotel Transylvania number four coming up soon. What What do you think about what they've offered here in terms of animation? They have a really distinct style, like you've called out. All those films that have come out recently are iconic in their visual tapestry. And I think Vivo is is no different. They're kind of jumping from beautiful locations of Havana, Cuba, jumping into Florida mm. uh, and then into the Everglades. And it's just such this feast of visual mm. tapestry that they're playing in here. And it just works within the the aesthetic that Sony Animation are playing in at the moment. And it's just wonderful, wonderful to see. Speaking of the Everglades, what's interesting is that Roger Deakins Mm. was brought on as a visual consultant to this movie. Now, Roger's work we've seen in 1917, those amazing like long shots, Blade Runner 2049, which is iconic. Mm. 
you can see his hand in the darker, moodier parts, like when they're traveling through the dangerous Everglades. It's an interesting choice, don't you think? Yeah, I was very surprised when I saw him on the on the crew list mm. because, like, yeah, he comes with so much experience. You listed off a whole lot of a lot of his uh, filmography, and he he has said that he really loved the layers of two D animation that they used here, often mm. during flashbacks and and adding to some musical numbers. And I guess he wanted to ensure that they weren't only honouring the fantastical stylized look of lifting colour out of these iconic locations Mm. that some people might be familiar or or not familiar with, but then also leaning into the 2D animation and what that Mm. can offer to the story in the context of a musical. So, yeah, he was part of a really collaborative process, I think, with animators and the production team. Speaking of lifting the colours out of the locations, I loved the design of Miami, which is where the film ends up in the third act. Mm. It's rendered as this glittering neon city and the colours are amazing. And I also loved, as you mentioned, that fantasy sequence that was presented as 2D and it really reminded me of something from Soul. Yes. It's something that we're seeing more and more of, that um, hybrid animation, bringing in all these different elements and that nostalgic aspect of the 2D animation that we remember from our youth. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it recently in Space Jam, A New Legacy. Yeah. The Looney Tunes were born from the 2D animation world. And, of course, in 2021, when jumping into the Warner Brothers serververse, you're going to add a fresh lick of paint and turn these Mm. Looney Tunes into these fantastic 3D animated characters. But they honour, you know, the style of animation these days, yet they're also honouring you know, the throwback to 2D animation and it's just so good to see. And it's playing on nostalgia. We really love to revisit those memories. And I think that especially when you're playing in a musical space, it gives you opportunity to use different looks and aesthetics and I think it just lended itself really, really, really well in Vivo to go down the 2D animation route. Should we wrap up Vivo, Tim? Sounds like a good idea, Lee. Right, well, Vivo is loud, it's colourful and it's an easy, light-hearted kids' movie. Although the story is tonally uneven in places, it hits some fun notes with its catchy tunes and Lin-Manuel Miranda's musical flourishes set the movie apart from the usual animated musicals. I'm going to give Vivo three out of five popcorn kernels. Vivo is a heartwarming and vibrant musical adventure that kids will no doubt love. Lin-Manuel Miranda continues to offer his unique sound and storytelling to projects that hear a diversity and representation. The story highlights universal themes of change and acceptance among a colour palette and style we haven't seen in an animated film before. Music really is a powerful tool and Vivo takes you on quite a beautiful and fantastical yet deeply human adventure. I'm also going to rate Vivo three popcorn kernels. Okay, and Vivo is available to stream on Netflix now. Right, Tim, it's news time. It is news time. But firstly, we have another giveaway. What have we got? Another giveaway, Tim. Another giveaway, Lee. (laughs) To celebrate the release of A Quiet Place Part 2 on DVD from August 11, we have five, count them, five exciting survival packs to give away with thanks to Paramount Home Entertainment. The pack includes a double DVD of A Quiet Place and its sequel, A Quiet Place Part 2, as well as a cool mug, t-shirt and monster survival kit, shouldn't you know? Yep. To be in with a chance of winning, simply head to Popcorn Podcast's Facebook or Instagram page, make sure you're following us and tag the person you'd want to face an alien invasion with in the comments of the giveaway post. Now, who would you tag in the comments? Who would you? You, Tim, of course. Oh, look, I'm going to 
humbly accept that, but you're going to die if you're going <laughs> to tag me. <laughs> I think you should go with your husband. <laughs> All right, guys. So the giveaway closes on Monday, August 16th at midday. And the full terms and conditions can be found on our website, which is popcornpodcast.com. Okay. Now, Tim, due to the changing environment of COVID and restrictions, Melbourne International Film Festival has had to make changes to its schedule, unfortunately. Originally due to screen in cinemas for the first half and online for the second half, MIF has been brought forward with the online portion to run for the full duration of the festival, which is from August 5, so it's on now, until August 22nd. And then the in-cinema screenings will commence, hopefully, from August 12th. Well, I love the optimistic positioning mm. here. It really is a shame that you can't have that shared cinema experience. Like you and I, we've been to film festivals before. It's yeah. something else. The buzz is real. So hopefully that can continue uh, in person. Aussie film, The Drover's Wife, The Legend of Molly Johnson, written, directed by and starring Leah Purcell, will remain the opening night gala event but will premiere on August 12th. There are so many great local and international films to check out as part of this festival and that is the joy of film festivals. You discover something that you might not have sought out originally Mm. and some of these movies have come straight from Cannes and won't be widely released for a while. So head to the website, which is MIF.com, miff.com.au to explore all the titles and enjoy some excellent entertainment. So Taika Waititi, right? We've got some news here. Mm. His Flash Gordon movie will now be live action. What? It was previously being planned, yeah, as an animation, but Waititi has decided live action would better serve his vision, which apparently, and we quote, harkens in an interesting way to the original concept from the comics, according to producer John Davis. Lay some Taika on me. At this stage, he hasn't committed to directing the film, though. He's just writing it and has a lot of other commitments on the board. So there's no release date or anything yet. We're not that far down the pipeline. But he's hoping that he takes on directing duties too because I'd love to see this film from him. Oh, you and me both. We got a new trailer, Lee, for Venom, Let There Be Carnage. But its Australian release date has been pushed back to October from September, Mm. which is a shame. So we've got to wait a little bit longer What do you think, Lee, of this? Well, the new look gives us more of the villain Cletus Cassidy, who's played by Woody Harrelson and his scary symbiote Carnage. I'm just really curious to see what kind of voice Carnage is going to have because you know how funny it is to listen to Tom Hardy's uh, Venom. Mm, Yeah. I think people love it and hate it in equal measure. But I'm really curious to see Woody Harrelson's take on his That's a very good point. He's such a great actor. I'm sure he's going to have a lot of fun with it because I think fun was a word that was pulled out a lot from my experience watching Mm. this trailer. A lot more comedy and banter between Venom and Tom Hardy's Mm -hmm. character. They're leaning very heavily on that sort of tone. Mm. So we'll see what Carnage brings to the table there from a comedy perspective. Could be unsuspecting comedy hit of the year. I don't think Carnage is going to think that Cassidy is a loser. A loser. All right, Brendan Fraser Lee, tell us what is happening with his resurgence in Hollywood right now. It's a Brendan Fraser renaissance. I love it. He is joining Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon alongside Robert De Niro, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jesse Plemons and a bunch of others. It's a crime drama based on the best-selling book of the same name by David Gran. This is a space Martin Scorsese loves to play in and I'm so excited to see Frasier in and amongst the mix. So Killers of the Flower Moon is set in 1920s Oklahoma. 
Homer, <laughs> and will examine the serial murder of members of the oil-wealthy Osage Nation, a string of brutal crimes that came to be known as the Reign of Terror. Jesus. Wow, yeah. Some real cinema coming from Martin Scorsese. <laughs> I say that with tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> After he said that superhero films weren't real cinema, they were theme park rides. Mm, yeah, read the room, Martin Scorsese. <laughs> Obviously so much respect for him as yeah. a filmmaker, but there, you know. There is a world for superhero films to, to exist in and they ain't going anywhere. Now, Tim, Disenchanted has wrapped filming in Ireland and will premiere on Disney Plus in 2022. Can't wait to see this one. The movie is the sequel to 2007's Enchanted, starring Amy Adams as Princess Giselle and Patrick Dempsey as her New York Prince Charming Robert. Anything with McDreamy in Patrick Dempsey, <laughs> I'm there <laughs> yep, to watch. Yep. Enchanted was such a fun musical from way back when, a couple of years ago. I'm keen to see what they're going to do with this story Mm -hmm. in the sequel. And that's it for another episode of Popcorn Podcast. Tim, we covered off Vivo, which is screening on Netflix right now. Check that out with the whole family. Grab some popcorn. It's a very fun, sweet adventure film. All right, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening. And we'll catch you next time. If you enjoy our episodes, head over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe. While you're there, we would love you to rate us and leave a review. You can also find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Alexa, and where all good podcasts are found. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, People that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.